The new major Encyclopedia International from Grolier Incorporated is a source authority for the preparation of questions and answers used on The Spud Goodman Show. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready, Trumbo! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman! Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. Welcome to our quaint little radio show. I should probably acknowledge my longtime co host, Mr. Chick Hunter, who is sitting on the couch to my right. I am. Chick, uh, this is your cue to say something brief and hopefully not momentum killing. But we just started the show. How could I kill the momentum well, that fast? Well, you know, I'm just being proactive in case you even think about trying to sell any more magazine subscriptions oh. on the air tonight. That really messed up that interview we did with Colin Quinn, remember? Uh, yeah, but how many times do I have to apologize for that? I will refrain from approaching the guests from here on out. Yes. I just thought he, tra- hell, he travels a lot. Maybe he would enjoy a good magazine to read on the plane. You know, those air mall catalogs are not that interesting after you know a few pages. Okay, you know I should I should also acknowledge that you're sitting here buck naked too. All right, Great. I was gonna refrain from mentioning this. But it's, it's pretty hot in the studio tonight, and the leather couch we're sitting on right now is having to accept your bodily fluids, which is somewhat disgusting. I thought we kind yes, of... Yes, it is. thought we kind that of That is messed up, yo. Not to mention this, bud. I know, but seeing your sweaty butt almost slide off the couch a couple times is very distracting. Can you at least put a freaking towel underneath you? I, I, I guess. I'll, I'll ask our intern, Trent, to get me one. Well, at least a paper towel. Mm. And... and and you said it's just for this show, right? Like tomorrow, yes, you're going to put your clothes back on, mm-hmm. I hope. Because my mom's coming by the studio before we record those promo spots. Yes, yes, yes. I agreed to the, to the dating site's request that I go naked for at least 24 hours before I attempt to activate my membership. Jesus. Again, I'm sorry for anyone in the studio who might be offended by be. nudity. But this is a milestone in my life. I get it why the people at their company feel opening the door at my... This, at this yeah. door at my well, job and with my family at home will desensitize my issues with my body before you. I actually start the dating naked forever activities. And, and if you ask me, this dating agency is whacked. No, it's I mean, cool. I know, I know the fad of going without clothes socially, you know, with members of the opposite sex seems to be kind of popular well, right now. It. But, but a while back, members only jackets were cool too. You might want to think this through a bit more long, long, before long. you actually go out on a date like this. I, I've Ridiculous. Wa- I've watched enough episodes of Dating Naked on VH1 to know how em- emotionally freeing it is to commence a relationship with someone with all your cards on the table, so to speak. You know, no games played on what it's you might or might not you some of have. You know, stuff? I'm on board like, with this. I mean, what do thinking? I have to lose? I haven't had a real date in months. I, I just don't months. get it. 
I mean, why do you have to put everyone here in the studio through this too? Look at the Again, band we are over here there. in the sanctuary just, of democracy. I just can't believe. Look at the band. I don't know what they're thinking right now. They don't need to be seeing what is, unless it's supposed to be real, graying pubic hair right now. Can't, can't you leave something to the imagination? How about a tube sock, maybe? That would violate the premise of this experience. But if you, if you have problems with the human body, then I'm sorry, but this is something I have to do. Well. We're going to discuss this further, all right? Right now, I need to play some music. How about we check out a song by Jeff Tweedy from Wilco? He recorded this song out of sight on our cable TV show. I believe it was in 94. I like this song a lot. Let's run it. Well, I know we don't talk much, but you're such a good talker. Take a walk, but you're such a fast walker. Oh, oh, well, alright. Well, I know where I'll be tonight. Alright. Out of mind, out of sight. Well, okay. I know you don't love me, but you still be thinking of me. Oh, oh, well, alright. That's okay with me Well, alright Well, I know where I'll be tonight Alright Out of mind, out of sight Out of mind, out of sight Goodman Radio Show. A 1962 Thunderbird. The dashing new Ford Thunderbird Sports Roadster, powered by a standard 300 horsepower V8 engine and styled with a fiberglass tonneau cover featuring sweeping sculptured headrests. 
It's equipped with cruise-o-matic drive, automatic transmission, power steering, power brakes, and convenient swing-away wheel and steering column. Plus, optionals of power windows, radio and antenna, and white sidewall tires. The tonneau cover lifts off easily to transform the two-seated roadster to a four-passenger convertible. And in addition, it has a standard convertible soft top. This unusual new Ford Thunderbird sports roadster will be your new car if the price is right. Once again, here's Barry and Chick. And once again, here's Barry and Chick. All right, I need to check and see if our first uh, guest is on the line right now. But I got to tell you this: yeah. you are banned tonight Why? from talking to any celebrity guests. But, it's embarrassing. But, they, even but, maybe they might not know you're naked. I know you're naked, and it just—it's just not right. Oh, it's just not right. But I so let's just roll. Let's. Uh, our guest is Emo Phillips. I'm a big fan. Tell me when to come yes, back. Yes, I am. But let's run like one of his uh, greatest hits from uh, his CD from the past, and then let's uh, let's see if he's on the line. All right, let's roll this. My nephew had a birthday, and I went to his party dressed like a clown. He said, Uncle Ema, you're a lousy clown. I want to see a trick. You know, so I took his dog and twisted him into a balloon. I said, okay, blow out the candles on the coleslaw. He said, I want to make a wish, I want to make a wish. So I grab him by the ankles and start spinning him. He goes, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And I threw him into the wall. I knew what he really meant. But I thought, what a good time to warn him about the dangers of homonyms. <laughs> and I took him to the playground. I go to the playground all the time to watch the little kids jump up and down and scream because they don't know I'm using blanks. Please welcome a comedy legend to the Spud Goodman Show, a man that has influenced many stand-up comedians over the years that I guess uh, probably should remain nameless as sometimes there's a fine line between influencing and appropriating someone's act. Please say hello to Mr. Emo Phillips. How you doing? Hello, Spud. How are you? I am excellent. Thank, thank you so much for spreading emophilia. Okay, Emo, I've been a fan from way back and I've always appreciated you did things your way, uh, regardless of the trends in show business. No, that was Sinatra. Well, that too. Well, I'm we, not... we, get, we get confused quite a bit. I could see where that could happen, but no, I mean, you're, you're definitely an individual uh, who okay. hasn't really uh, acceded to uh, some of the uh, style changes over the years, and I, I really respect that. But for the listeners out there who may not be familiar with your career, let me toss out a few quotes if I, you know, of praise if I could. Uh, so sit back and listen to this for just a second. Um, th- this is from Weird Al describing you as the funniest person in the world or Jay Leno tabbing you as the best joke writer in America. And uh, this uh, we found from Psychology Today labeling you as stand-up comedy zany godfather. Uh, bottom line, you bring the laughs and that is very, very hard, right? I hope so. I like to bring the laughs. Thank you. Yep. That's what I get paid for. Well, I mean, everybody has at least one or two funny lines in them, but the test comes after maybe 30 seconds or so when they're out of material. You have an endless supply, so I'm in awe of your skills. When did you first um, start writing jokes? 
Well, I started in 1976. I was only 20 years old, mm-hmm. and I, I always wanted to be a comedian. My, my mother used to laugh hysterically at everything I said, and I thought, well, I could be a comedian. Uh, eventually, later on, many years later, I, I realized she laughed hysterically at everything that everybody said. But by then, I had already been on Letterman. What a great mom to have. Jeez. Wonderful mom. Absolutely. Um, when I was a kid, uh, we had a, a, a robin in the backyard, and the robin had a broken wing. And my mom helped me attach a popsicle stick to the wing. Oh, I was so excited. I, I couldn't sleep that night. The next morning, I, I wake up, run to the freezer. Mmm. This is quite refreshing. Oh, yeah. Okay, super. Um, I love animals. Absolutely. I have a love for animals. It's almost illegal. Yeah, there's that fine line there. Um, I I saw on your website, uh, emophillips.com, that you offer both a nice recipe for coleslaw, sort of, and then also uh, an invitation to socialize with your fans after your shows. Most comics don't list their hotel uh, on social media like you. I mean, you're a man of the people, right? I am a man of the people. I mean, I don't have a lot of stalkers, <laughs> so I try to make it easy for them. Evidently. Geez. I think stalkers get a very bad rap. I'm a little worried about you, though. I mean, and no issues over the years, huh? Oh, uh, not really. No, my stalkers tend not to have a lot of energy. Right. Okay. They tend to, you know, stalkers as a whole are a bloodless lot. I'm going to write that down. the anemic and the weak. I actually do have a stalker. It's kind of my stalker slash uh, semi-girlfriend. Uh, that's another topic. We don't need to waste any more time with that. But, um, Is she a semi-friend or semi-girl? Well, no, she's, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, she's a full-blooded woman. And um, But hmm. we, you know. So semi-friend. Semi- yeah. So in other words, well, tell me about that. Are you scared of her? Yes, how, I how am. How she stalks you? Well, she's been coming by the studio a little bit, and uh, yeah, I mean, she got through our security, and uh, yeah, it's a long story, but we're, uh, I guess I'm going to take her invitation to go to the uh, Seahawks opening uh, game this season, so I mean, I couldn't turn the free ticket down, but anyway. You should bring her to my show in Tacoma. You know, uh, um. And one- if, she's, if she's a good laugher, if she's an hemophiliac. Then you you know that she's the woman for you. Well, I'm gonna go. I don't know if I really need. I should have probably kept that one on the down low. Anyway, moving on. Um, okay, Emo, what's your take on that uh, dating naked show on VH1? It's a it's a really I, I love show. that show. I can't wait to see it. Oh, okay. Well, my co-host Chick, who I have banned from speaking uh, to the guests tonight because he's sitting here nude on the couch with me, it's disgusting. And he just joined this dating service that requires members to go naked for 24 hours prior to activating their membership. I mean, what do you think has happened to modesty in society these days? Well, it, it's a shame. I leave, when I go on a date, I mean, I don't date a lot, but when I did go on a date, mm-hmm. I, I always I like to leave a lot to the imagination. There you go. You know, because my imagination is where all the sexual action really is. Yeah, you know, when you get to it, that's... You can't top my imagination. My imagination... So I'll be talking to a girl, and... um, Oh, boy, she has no idea. She's, She's the starting point. 
after that, my brain just takes over on its own. And you end up at a happy place? Um, well, um, I, I don't want to get, get graphic. Okay, that's probably just as well. But, but I, I, do, I do think that um, I, I, I would be okay dating naked. Okay, all right. I, I have a nice body from, from, from me. I weigh 155 pounds naked. If that scale at the train station is anything to go by. All right. Well, you're a strong. I'm not man ashamed of my body, Spud. Wow. You know, once I, I posed naked for a magazine. Which but, one? Uh, to be honest, I, it was kind of demeaning, and I've I've never been back to that newsstand. Um, so, Emo, have you spent much time in therapy? I know I credited earlier Psychology Today crediting you professionally. Or you spent much time I on the couch? I used to, Spud, uh, be in therapy. I wasn't depressed per se, but I was a bit gloomy for a spell. And then one week I had a breakthrough. I realized there's nothing on earth this psychologist could say to me that would cheer me up as much as if I were leaving his office and found a $100 bill. There you go. So I All just right. cut to the chase and stopped going. Yeah, you probably saved yourself a lot of trouble. I saved a, a boatload of money, and it's cheered me up immensely. All right, super. I'm going to write that down. Um, you appeared on Andy Daly's review show on Comedy Central. I enjoyed your performance. I saw yes, it. Yes, uh, I played a mental patient. That's correct. Uh, it was really it. hard getting into that character. I bet it was. You it know, put all my acting chops to service. Yeah. But I well, think I pulled it off. Uh, you did, absolutely. You know, we love Andy here on our show, and he's been on a few times. My question to you, uh, is the comedy business a lot tougher to succeed now, given all the outlets available for people to secure funny stuff? I mean, it's it's everywhere. How's it impacted, you know, the, your, your career in the industry? What do well, you think? I think show business is like a tent that someone throws a grenade in every five or six years. Are I we? mean, you had vaudeville, mm -hmm. and then silent movies came out, mm -hmm. and, and then and then threw a lot of vaudevillians out of work, and then you had uh, radio, and then that threw a lot of vaudevillians out of work. And then you had TV, and that threw a lot of vaudevillians out of work, and now you have the internet, and it's really hard making a living in vaudeville right now, but I'm not going to give up. Vaudeville is coming back. All right, super. Maybe I need to get on that train myself. All right. Um, get on the vaudeville train, my friend. That's right. Um, it's a steam engine. Okay. All right. Emo, what has been your most memorable moment uh, on Earth to this point as a human being? You. All right. This interview, it is burned in my head forever. Sorry about that. Um, so what No, are, no, it's okay. All right. So what are your short-term career goals at this point? This. You. I want to do a good job for you. And you have, believe me. I'm like, a, I'm like a goldfish. There's very little planning in my career. All right, super. I just look at this next 10 seconds and worry about it. Emo, it was an honor for me to speak with you tonight, and I hope we can talk again. Are we going to start the interview now? For a genuine musical treat, Tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, uh, please welcome our musical guest for the evening, Halcyon Halo. Gentlemen, please identify yourselves. 
Uh, this is Ira Garrett on drums. Eric Moreland on bass. Jensen Charnell, guitars and vocals. Super. You guys got like musical voices. You all sound like you've been at this a while. It's pretty impressive. All right, super. Um, now the name, Halcyon Halo. Any deep meaning, anything hidden there that you can share? Or is that top secret? Well, we were we were digging in the backyard one day, and uh, we came upon this box. It was a, a good foot, foot and a half long. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, inside it started shaking. It started shaking, and I couldn't get it to stop until we hit it with a, a sledgehammer a few times. Then it stopped. Uh, Eric opened it up, and inside, all there was... It was this like gold chain necklace with the words Halcyon Halo on it. We're like, that's our band name, man. We're in. Yeah. Super. You had to keep right. that. Um, now that's all for, for, it's the public is aware of this now. So I, I didn't want to destroy the mystery, but all right. Um, how long you guys been together? Well, um, I've been uh, playing with Jensen for what, uh, two, three years. And uh, Ira, he came in a little bit uh, later. Yeah, I've been with the band uh, for about two and a half years now. All right, super. Um, so let me ask you this: Which uh, now older? Dis- I said older now. Disney kid, uh, do you guys uh, most lust after at this point? Who are we talking about? Brittany, Christina, Selena? Who are we talking about? Oh man! I mean, it's got to be Minnie. You right, know, there uh, you go. That's what I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. That's what I would have went. Hey, all right. It's classic style and curves. You know, yeah. that's classic, what it, classic, traditional. The, I like that. And the polka dot. All right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. anything uh, with the ears. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this: What's the name of the first song? Well, you know, odd that you ask, but it's called te- it's called tease me. Well, then let's do this. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for this? Oh yeah, I'm not. There we go. <laughs> Hey! 
return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the spud goodman radio show spud spud it's that time again you know what time it is y- your mom is what? on the phone she's like clockwork you know like i don't know give her this. take a minute or try i know i asked this a while ago why does she call about the same time every show again i i told you she calls me every night at this time every night not just on the show she's oh. done this for like the last six or seven years That's i don't nice. get it but if it makes her happy hey whatever sure. put put her on Spud, my baby, I was sort of listening to your show tonight while watching this lovely movie on Turner Classics. 
It's the one with Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant. I forgot the name. Could you do that Google thing you do to find the title? My subscription to TV Guide ran out Mom, last month. Mom, Mom, just hit info on your remote control. Which one is the remote control for the TV again? There's so many of them around here. From it's appliances that you have given me over the years, I just found my garage door opener under the coffee table. Oh, it never gosh. worked with the VCR, and I thought I had lost it. No, it's the one that says JVC on it, Mom. The large black one. Yeah, no one except my dad is allowed to use a remote control in our house. Boy, is he get pissed off, and my mom or even I pick it up. No, look, we've confirmed that your father's a control freak. All right. Confirmed. Just moving on. Uh, so, Mom, look look under the couch. It falls down there all the time, too. And don't mistake it for the space heater remote, all right? Or Dangerous. your stereo system remote. They sort of all look alike. So I just hit info, and it'll tell me the name of the movie I'm well, watching. If I am late, that would be well, wonderful. But, but, Mom, you need to find the right remote. Not all remote controls have an info button on them. Like the space heater remote does not have one. My dad sometimes lets my mom hold the fake fireplace remote control. She gets those hot flashes and gives her flashbacks about that and she complains about it being so hot in the house. My dad always tells her she already went through yeah, the change. Okay. I don't so really she need shouldn't to talk feel about your dad. hot. You know, that argument usually lasts about 15 I don't want to talk about your dad. Minutes, about right? Once a week. We'll talk about my mom too. Well, I, I think I found it. But this one is gray and it says Sony on it. Um, Mom, I think that's the remote from your old Sony CD cassette portable stereo player. You know, the one I gave to Goodwill about, I gave, remember you told me to give it to him? It was like 10 years ago. I mean, Mr. Goodman, can, can I have it to see if it works with my Sony portable CD cassette portable stereo player that's portable that I have in my bedroom? I lost mine a long time ago. Why, sure, chick. Thank you. I have so many of these around my place. You can come over and take what you need. Cool. Okay, Mom, okay, I think we're done here. I'll, I'll be over on the weekend to take a look at that bathroom faucet that you're complaining about. Uh, Spud, you don't know anything about plumbing or electrical. or I really can handle it. Anything about fixing stuff. Ms. Goodman, I'll come over with Spud and I'll take care of it. Oh, I thank you, Dick. You are so right. The baby almost died giving birth to can so barely tie his shoes. Let him do home repairs. Yeah. You should see what he did to the porch light. Ooh. And, uh, Say, Chick, huh? could you at least put on a pair of undies if you do come over? You know, the neighbors, they are nice Mormon family, but they're always on their trampoline in the front yard, so let's not upset them, okay? okay. All right, Mom, I'll, I'll make sure he's not coming over like this, I can tell you that. I got to go, though. I will call you later for sure. All right, now I got to get to my clip of the week. Bye, Mom. Love you. Good old. All right. Okay, yes, it is Clip of the Week time, and this clip comes to us from a local news affiliate in the state of Ohio. Evidently, there's a, a concerned citizen in the city of Zanesville, Ohio, Dr. Patrick Johnston, who's been leading weekly protests outside of a topless bar in town. So uh, it then turned into like a modern-day Hatfield and McCoy feud as the dancers then began protesting outside of this gentleman's church in uh, retaliation. So I'd rather not get in the middle of this fracas, but I will say I, I, I could see the guy's uh, disgust if the women were sitting naked with him on a leather couch like I have to deal with right now. But that's another matter. Anyway, scratch that. After further consideration, this guy is whacked. Anyway, here's a little segment from what's happening in Zanesville, Ohio right now regarding the unlawful bearing of female breasts. Dr. Patrick Johnston recently posted this message on his Facebook page. Quote, I am sick that women can legally bear their breasts to children and to married men against their will in Ohio. 
Now, in a phone interview Tuesday afternoon, the doctor also said... I think when we allow women, when we allow women, when we allow women to flaunt, flaunt, flaunt their sexuality uh, to the public, flaunt their nudity, flaunt their nudity, flaunt their nudity, nudity, nudity to the public, it's harmful to marriage. I think what they did was an offense to God. I think what they did was an offense to God. Flaunt their nudity, nudity, nudity to God was an offense to the public morality, and the legislature should act to criminalize, criminalize, criminalize what they did, criminalize nudity. And finally, in his Facebook post, Johnston also writes, quote, The gay pride in Columbus is 500,000 strong. Why? Because the women go topless. This is the only one where I've seen this level of nudity, nudity, nudity. In San Francisco, I've been in Chicago, Washington, D.C., and I have never seen the kind of public lewdness, public lewdness and nudity, lewdness, and nudity, lewdness, and nudity, lewdness, and nudity, lewdness, and nudity that I have seen in Columbus, Ohio. Once again, here's Spud and Chip. Once again, once again, once again, once again, once again. Once again, here's Spud and Chick. Once again, once again, once again, here's Spud and Chick. Hey, 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 check this out. Our intern said my picture got favorited a bunch on Instagram before I guess someone else there took it down. I, I can't believe any social media really? site would be uncomfortable with a human body. How puritanical, right? Well, sometimes censorship is in the best interest of society. When? I, I, I don't think I, I've ever mentioned that statement in my life, but right now, I'm on their side with this one. Well, Spike, I guess we will see how you feel about this process when you see me with a beautiful woman the next time we go out. I've seen the yeah, pictures of the women we'll online at this we'll site, see. and there are hundreds of them who are down with shattering the barriers of this Calvinist teachings that have been used to repress our sexuality for many years. Where the hell did you pull that one out of? A book. Super. Yeah. Um, well, it was on the Dating Naked Forever website. But I read, yeah, I figured. read in the pair they can hardly keep up with all the people who want to join up. I, I guess there are more I will show you mine if you show me yours people than I had originally thought. But anyway, you realize you are risking immediate rejection with this no clothes thing. Really? I mean, with clothing, you know, you can put off that moment of truth for a long time if need be to buy some bonus points, you know, with the personality angle. You score enough of them and you can maybe overcome that moment of possible disappointment, you know, of your partner. I mean, and you know that's probably coming. Yeah, well, maybe, but I am willing to take that risk as I am becoming much more comfortable with my unclothed body each minute. I feel maybe I you am are. being honest with the world and this is a life-changing moment for me. Well, it's life-changing for me too. And this is going to take me months to get these images out of my head. It's not easy to erase something from my mental hard drive. You know this. Yeah, yeah. I've told I, you this many times. I just wish you two could feel how liberating this experience is. Your eating disorders, but I really believe naked forever, dating naked forever, I got to get their name right, could change your life too. Are they paying you? Maybe it could help you with your body image issues, you know, put a stop to the binging, purging episodes. I doubt it. Anyway, yeah, looking at you right now makes me want to dash to the bathroom immediately. Let's just get back to the show. It's not all about you. You got that? Now, you're still banned right here. You got that? Oh, we need to see on. if our guest is on the line right now. So I'm excited to speak with Brian Posehn, a very, very talented actor and comedian. But I'm going to see if he's on. So let's roll one of his bits, one of his greatest hits, and then we'll, we'll be able to talk to him, I hope. Not you, though. Uh yes, I still freak out about Star Wars. And not because I love it, because I hate it because I used to love it. 
and it betrayed me. Yes. I totally take it fucking personally. That's still my thing. And people that know me don't even like to bring it up around me because they just know grandpa will start on a rant. Like I was with my wife in Target and uh, we're walking through Target and I see the, this is just a couple months back and the Blu-ray display for the special editions is there and I hate the special editions and I fucking lose my mind on the Blu-ray display. I'm just pointing at the display. I lose my mind in a public place. I'm just like, fuck you, George Lucas. You don't get my money, motherfucker. Just fucking... My wife is like, what is wrong with you? Like, we're in a Target, you weirdo. Like, what are you doing? I can't even articulate my anger to my sweet, sweet wife. I just point to the display and go fucking... I'm like a monster. And she turns and looks at the Blu-ray display and just rolls her eyes because she is so sick of hearing the word star next to the word wars and then what comes out of my mouth afterwards because it's my Vietnam. All right, please give a warm welcome to actor-comedian Brian Posehn. How, how are you doing right now? Uh, getting ready to go on stage, correct? Yes. Super. Um, Good. Glad to be up here and, uh, you know, at the new club. I loved, uh, I loved the old one, so it should be fun. So you're, um, you're performing uh, one show tonight, and you have two shows at the Parlor Live Comedy Club, uh, 7.30 and 10 p.m., both on Friday and Saturday. That's a pretty grueling schedule, Brian. Uh, how, are you worn out afterwards? My God. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Damn. Uh, work, working for two hours a night? Yeah, it's super grueling. Well, for me, My damn. so hard. I don't know. I, I think I might need a... Like Keith Richards' complete blood transfusion after that. I I, I, could, I don't know. The, the, the two shows back-to-back, that would kill me. But anyway, all right. Um, you get used to it. You, you definitely, it, on paper, it looks like a lot, but you get used to it. It's the nice when you have to do three shows uh, that border on terrible, you know, because the third time on stage, you're like, haven't I said this stuff already twice? You know, it's, it's weird. Right. But those two shows are not brutal. It's not bad. You know, I'm so used to it. I've been doing this forever, so. Right. Well, let's deal with that a little bit. Your career in comedy, uh, it's been a long journey. You've been around a while. Um, you know, are you, you got to be one of those guys, though, where your face is seen and immediately people remember your work. I mean, you you started, did you start your TV work way back on Mr. Show? Is that maybe one of the first shows you uh, Well... Might have been one of the first things people saw me, and I did a bunch of sitcoms back then. But but yeah, I mean, no, I have definitely been around for a while, and, and uh, there are a, a lot of different places where you could know me from. Right. Uh, that's been cool, you know, and for a while I was that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I feel like comedy fans know my name now, so that's that's the important thing. You worked a bunch with uh, Sarah Silverman. Is she as totally fearless as she appears in her approach to comedy? Um, is she fearless in real life? Uh, yeah, well, definitely about humor. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, but I'm sure there's things that frighten her that aren't, uh, you know. 
Well, in comedy per se, my guess what I'm saying is it doesn't seem to be a whole lot she's afraid of of of, of uh, touching. Them. No, that's true with most of my friends, though. I mean, the people I hang out with, there aren't a lot of taboos, and and uh, you know, because they've all been doing it for a long time, and we're confident. We know what's funny. You know, she's definitely she's one of the guys. I mean, for mm-hmm. me. Uh, I've known her almost 20 years now, and uh, I just think of her as one of uh, one of my comedy brothers. Right. Know? All right. Super. Hey, uh, Brian, you're a bit of a heavy metal guru, uh, even laying down a vocal track or two with bands. Do you ever think that nursing homes will soon be packed soon um, in, the, in the foreseeable future with residents cranking out Halloween, Lamb of God, or maybe some pig destroyer at full volume? Because there's going to be a cultural shift going on for care workers, don't you think? Not quite. We're not, you know, uh, we're all in our 40s and 50s. I think uh, what you're talking about is, uh, you know, a little ways away. But yeah, that will be funny, for sure. Uh, you know, when, when metalheads start to show up in places like that. Are you going to take your music with you to the grave? The whole route? <laughs> no. You're not. You're not going to be changing and going to easy listening in your in your uh, in your later. No, show. no. I used to joke about that, but no. There's no way. I don't. I don't foresee ever changing. I mean, I've held on. I. You know. I'm still going to be playing video games. I'm still going to be reading comics. All the stuff I've liked my whole life. I don't see uh, ever changing. Well, you're an author of comics, also, correct? Do you have some work coming yeah, out with for that? Sure. Well, no, ongoing. I'm uh, the current uh, um, Deadpool writer for Marvel. So uh, I'm on our second year there. It's been going great. Super. Books selling. They're not going to fire us anytime soon, or or so I'm told. We'll see. Right. Well, um, let me me hit with one more music question. Uh, You performed at a Juggalos convention, uh, or whatever they call their (laughs) gatherings. Convention. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'd throw that in. Um, how, how was that? Did What did they shower you with with uh, in a show of love? I was just curious. And how insane is the clown posse, really? You know what? It actually is just like any other music festival. All the stuff that people say about those kids, they're just they're just fans of a band that you don't like. You know, they're they're the same. You know, it's the same as going to a Slayer show or anything else. You know, they're all they're hardcore. I mean, um, and the strangest thing about that uh, the gathering of the Juggalos uh, is that they do. You know, it's all day long. So myself and this other comedian, we had to follow wrestling at three in the morning. So that's a little weird. But other than that, you know, the kids are all you know they're all just music fans. Super. So you had a blast then. What you're saying? No. Okay. Uh, it was okay, a gig. Then. It was a job. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was in and out. Uh, but you know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't what everybody says. They, I was not terrified for my life at any point. All right. Or anything like that. All right. That's for the record. Um, so, um, one last question for you. Uh, what's your What's your take on? supposedly drones that will be delivering pizzas and two-liter bottles of pop to your doorstep someday. Um, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you think that's a good thing? Uh, yeah, sure. 
we got to bring about the apocalypse somehow. Might as well be a robot apocalypse. Might as well, I guess, yeah. All right, I guess you don't have to tip. All right, then, tell you what, Brian, I, I, I know you got to uh, get ready to go on stage. I'm not going to bug you any further. Um, but could I ask you, uh, what the, what's the free food like in the dressing room? Is it decent? <laughs> yeah, it's great. All right, all right, super. Okay, I want to thank you for spending some quality time with us before heading on stage. Have a good show tonight, all right? Thanks, man. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. All right, once again, Halcyon Halo.
is the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. All right. I think we have another call, Spud. Are they sending it through? Um, I don't know. Are they? Uh, call, are you there? Uh, yeah, I, I'm here. Is this Spud? Uh, that's an affirmative on that question. Uh, can, can I talk to that guy with you? I, I forgot his name. Well, you're probably referring to my co-host, Chick. You want to talk to him? Really? Seriously? You realize what he looks like right now? You probably don't. You probably don't. Did you just tune in or something? Anyway, whatever. Go ahead, Chick. Hey, hey, hey caller, I'm here. Go ahead. Uh, you're the nudist, right? Well, I don't know about being a nudist or anything. Not yet. Well, you're, you're nude right now, right? Uh-huh. So, how great does it feel, huh? It's cool. I mean, I myself, I, I've been a nudist for over 15 years. Uh, my first wife and I got into it sort of by accident. You know, it's, it's a long story, but we really did enjoy it after a while. You know, I, my current wife was a little nervous, too, the first few weekends. But okay, now okay. I can't keep clothes on her. That's nice to hear, okay? Uh, we're all, we're all uh, really pleased to hear about your fondness for nudity, but I have to get the show moving, okay? You know, once you make the decision to be a nudist, you look back and you say, why did it take me so long? Yeah. It's totally freeing. Uh-huh. You know, especially when you're surrounded by others who feel the same way. It's like heaven on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only going to try this on a few dates after my initial 24 hours are up and my membership's activated. I never thought of actually joining a nudist colony. I should probably get past this 24 hours before I think about joining a naked yeah. fraternal organization, though. <laughs> if you ask me... Being in a nudist colony would be a total drag. I mean, too much of anything can take the fun out of it. Really? And that would be oh, way I, too I much. I couldn't disagree more. Couldn't disagree more. Did you, did you burn out on pizza? The NFL season? On the Beatles? No, never. Especially well, the Beatles. Oh, oh, oh really? Well, who, who wants to watch the Raiders play the Bills or other teams that are out of it, you know, by maybe the fourth week of the season? And, and, and my max for pizza, for the record, if anybody cares, is like four days in a row. Hmm, good point. Everybody right. has their limits, even on things they dig. Uh, Chick, that, that's your name, right? Uh-huh. Uh, what, what's the name of the dating agency you signed up for? Dating Naked Forever. But What are they paying don't, you again? Don't, i got to ask you Didn't you say you were married? What's that chicken well, still I doing? Am, but, you know, my wife might want to sign up, too. Uh-huh. She's pretty flexible, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, dude. It sounds like this could be just what a marriage needs. No, dude, oh, middle, 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 middle-aged swingers, they're banned from this show. That has been a long-time uh-huh. policy. And I think I just threw up in my mouth, and not a little, a lot. Chick, pass me my pepto There you go. Hey, we, we are, we are swingers, okay? Okay, well, we'll call and tell you why. We'll get your number, and after I go on a few dates, I'll let you know if it's worth the membership fee or not. It's pretty pricey, I can tell you that. They said it's to screen out the riffraff. Oh, oh, that'd be great, Chuck. Uh, yeah, we're a little short on funds right now. You know, they raised the fees again this year at our Chick. camp area. It's not cheap to take off your clothes. Yeah, it's good to know. I got to go now. Hey, and I sincerely hope you're not sitting on a leather couch, too, right now, as that act should be, in my opinion, at least a gross misdemeanor. All right, we're going to be back after a quick break. Do not go away. Thank you. Let us look into this first office of the land through the eyes of the six men who have last held this position. This is a profile of the presidency, drawn in the words of the men who have been president. First, some general impressions. Harry Truman. White House, a very pleasant place to live, but it's just like living behind an iron fence or behind bars, really. I used to call it the Great White Jail. Dwight Eisenhower. It is truly, I think, the most powerful uh, position in the free world. John Kennedy. I would say that the problems are more uh, difficult than I imagined them to be. The responsibilities placed in the United States are greater than I imagined them to be. And there are 
greater limitations upon our ability to bring about a favorable result than I had imagined it would be. A similar view, Richard Nixon. When you come into office, the presidency, uh, one has ideas as to what he can accomplish. Uh, and he believes he can accomplish a great deal even though he may have a Congress that is not part of his own party. Lyndon Johnson. I've watched it since Mr. Hoover's days. Thomas Jefferson said the second office of the land was an honorable and easy one. The presidency was a splendid misery. Once more, Richard Nixon. And surely one of a president's greatest resources is the moral authority of his office. And again, Harry Truman. There are about 15 million people in the country that can afford to have a representative in Washington to look after their interests in addition to the congressmen and senators that they have there, and they're called lobbyists. There's nothing wrong with them. They have a perfect right to do that, but there are 150 million people that can't afford that. They have but one man in the government to look after their interests, and that's the President of the United States. My job was to protect America, and I did. And uh, I really didn't care about popularity. I mean, everybody wants to be liked, but uh, as the Commander-in-Chief, uh, I was more interested in success than my personal popularity. I was trying, I'm trying to regain a sense of anonymity. I say I listen to all voices, but mine's the final decision. I hear the voices, and I read the front page, and I know the speculation, but I'm the decider, and I decide what is best. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I can't believe I let you talk me into this. Well, I cannot remember a show in my career, I was more relieved to say, this show's now about over. On the way home, do you want to go out and get something to eat? I'm starving. A drive through maybe. And if so, then you sure as hell better bring with you more than that one towel you're sitting on now. The upholstery in the front seat of my car deserves better than this couch we've been sitting on for the last hour. Well, if that's more comfortable for you, sure. I, yes, I was hoping is. for Denny's, but Taco Bell again is cool. You know, it's a good thing we aren't doing our old cable TV show right now, because no way this would this would fly. I mean, why? Besides standards and practices, I, there's the all hell, sorts of Joe? there's all sorts of limitations on why it should never have happened. It would never would have happened. Excuse me. And that's all I want to say about okay, that. Well, I, I realize basic cable would never be okay with the true naked image of regular people. Oh, sure, they can show side boobs of beautiful actresses and the backside of hunky actors. But how many normal or plus-size naked bodies have you seen? Well, I was screen? recently informed with the invention of the remote control. Um, this is inside the industry news. It's too risky for any show interested in getting decent ratings. You know, I know what I look like without clothes, and I don't want to look at other dudes naked who look like me. You know, unless I'm forced, you know. All I can say is, a remote gives me the freedom to prevent this from happening, you know, should TV ever, ever become filled with unsightly humans like myself. I think people are much less judgmental than you give them credit for, Spud. Game has changed. You, you seriously, yeah. you seriously think the average person wants to check out naked people on their own level? That's what a mirror is for. Well... I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong, and I know I've said yeah. this many times, I want to see regular-looking people on TV instead of supermodels and soap opera actors. Pleasant opera actors you know what i'm saying yeah. I've, i said it a thousand times i think but there's a caveat with that but yeah. with their clothes on oh, okay. when they come off 
totally different ball game. Okay, well, you might have a point there, but you know, look, that, that's, what about Australian look, TV? That, that's where the that's where the fun is with nudity, all right? Do you, do you want to flip to Cinemax after dark one night and you see someone who is about as attractive as yourself? What a buzzkill. Oh, well, when you put it like that, I guess you might have a real good point. Well, huh? don't get me wrong. I mean, I would never reject any naked woman who was friendly to me. If, if, if I could join up at that site and still keep my clothes mm. on, then, then I'd give it a shot. I guess I do, in some way, admire your courage with this thing. I mean, don't don't take too much into that. But uh-huh. and if you do end up dating some beautiful woman, I don't really want to see her or meet her because that's just going to rub it in. But what if she has a friend? Come on, yo. Well, maybe I could get like a a cod piece and just wear a jockstrap as a halfway huh? measure. You think that site would go with that? I could do that. I'm going to think about it, and maybe you could talk to the people once you, once you pay up. I need to end this show right now, so. <sighs> and I also need some fresh air. Definitely. Can somebody open the door to the studio? I'm going to be waiting out in my car. I just can't handle this anymore. Uh, when you're done with the post-show report, uh, just come on out and meet me, all right? Okay. Okay, once again, uh, be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. I'm excited to hear our special musical guest for the evening, Halcyon Halo, once more. Passenger Country Cruiser by J.P. Glassby Manufacturing Company of Belleville, New Jersey. It folds up and attaches to any car. When you leave the trailer at night, use this big searchlight equipped with a number 715 leak-proof, long-lasting, ever-ready battery. If hunting is your sport, you're all set to go with a Marlin 336 ADL with six-shot capacity, <laughs> a Lyman 16B folding leaf rear sight, and quality walnut stock. For the fishermen in the family, two H.L. Leonard handmade bamboo fly rods from William Mills and Son Incorporated. They're seven feet long and equipped with fly reel and double tapered fly lines of transpar silk. And finally, for a pictorial record of all the fun you're having, this Polaroid Speedliner Land Camera that develops its own pictures in just 60 seconds. You have just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. And associate producer is Aaron Shanfrau. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On one at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. (laughs) 
is an hour of the best of Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. My fellow Americans, listeners of the Spud Goodman Radio Show, our loyal listeners in Mexico and those overseas, I speak to you tonight with a heavy heart. My name is Lori Madsen, and I'm the executive producer of this radio program. It is with great sadness. I have to announce post-show report host Ivy Quinn has been relieved of her duties. I won't go into detail regarding the grounds for her termination, but suffice to say, insubordination was at the top of the list. Ms. Quinn has been reprimanded on numerous occasions for failing to comply with requests from management, and sadly, she made choices that were contrary to the expectations of our production company. Now, some may now be saying, how could you terminate Ivy Quinn while still employing Spud Goodman? A very valid question. Unfortunately, Spud works under contract that gives him protection from termination without his approval. I won't get into the fine print of his contract, but his original financial investment in this production provides him with a degree of immunity. I cannot lie, this presents a very frustrating work environment for me as executive producer, but I try to keep looking at the big picture. Ultimately, I will not rest until this program received its rightful due and becomes a major success nationally. Regardless of that passive-aggressive miscreant, we are taking baby steps each month forward, and soon I hope to be making a number of major announcements. I need to formally state that I have now appointed our sales manager, Gerald Holcomb, to be tonight's host of the Spud Goodman post-show report. Gerald is a fine gentleman who possesses above-average sales skills. He currently is working on a number of deals that might just bring the organization sufficient funds needed to get to the next level. Gerald, I will leave you now to take charge here. Try and not screw this thing up and make me regret this decision. I mean, the truth be known, it was between you and the intern. Good luck. Well, hello everyone. My name is Gerald Holcomb. I'm gonna, as you just heard, I'm gonna be your host tonight on the Spud Super. Goodman Post Show Report. Can I call you Jerry? Yeah, I prefer Gerald. Okay, Check. thank you. My background is based in sales, as some may know, uh, but I want you to know I've listened to cars. Me. Well, various sales, but uh, I I think I'll be okay here because I've listened to many radio shows over the years. Uh, I'm pretty certain I can do this. That qualifies, Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, how tough can it be? Uh, Okay. I do it. Uh, Chick, let's get this party started. Uh, How about some lively rock tunes for you? Uh, Coming at you first. What's you got? Well, we've got a rock quartet from Montreal, Canada. I guess they enjoy their rock and roll up north a boot, too. Wee wee. So here's Sam Roberts with Them Kids. And following that, we have a fine little Northwest rock group, The Wheelies, with Bottom of My Glass. Good. Somebody has hit play. Thank you.
once at the bottom of my glass I saw your face as you walked past Well, I didn't know quite what to think So it's back to the bar for another drink here with our musical guest from the Spud Goodman show, Halcyon Halo. Guys, thanks for sticking around and uh, helping us out with the post-show report. Well, you blocked him in with your car, Gerald, so... Oh, sorry about that. Well, I'm glad you're here anyway. Uh, Guys, to introduce myself, I'm I'm Gerald Holcomb. I'm the host tonight. It's my job to help our listeners get to know you just a little bit better. So I know you announced on uh, on Spud's show earlier, but could I get your names one more time? Yeah. Sure, my name is Eric Moreland. I play the bass. This is Ira Garrett on drums. Great. This is Jensen Turnell, skin flute. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, let's, let's, uh, let's help out our audience members get to know you a little bit better. So tell me, which one of you guys would you say is the wild one? <laughs> Always the bass player, Always right? Always the bass player. Yeah, yeah Eric. Oh. <laughs> Eric is. And okay, and and yeah. I'm sure I'm sure all of the fans are going to want to know who's the introspective one. I can't see a point yeah. on the radio. Uh, that would be me. Introspection drummer, on, on drummer. the drums. And then so we have one member left, the guitarist. So you're either a type A personality or just a swell guy. Well, I like to think of myself as a go-getter. Type okay. A, you nailed it there. Uh, let's talk a little bit of rock and roll, guys. What bands do you enjoy? Who who motivates you? I kind of like the Beatles myself. Oh, the Beatles are a good choice. <laughs> good choice. 
You know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of into Super. the Queens of the Stone Age at the moment. I'm all, nice. I'm all over the board from metal to classic rock to Super. just blues rock and southern rock. So, I mean... I like it all. Can I have more rock in that? Yeah, a little more rock. <laughs> a, little more. a little bit so, more rock. Rock then. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to stick with rock for that answer. All right, now here's the important question, guys. How do you deal with the groupies? I've read stories. They can be kind of overwhelming at times. Not super. Well, you know, a couple of them do end up living with you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's for sure. <laughs> one at a time, right? Those are the special groupies. Well, maybe. if you can keep one of them quiet, you can have two. Yeah. I mean, so. uh, guys, where do you see Halcyon Halo? Where, where do you want to be a year from now? I hope still rocking. Oh, definitely still rocking. A uh, year from now, uh, probably playing a club. Fantastic. Right, super. Fantastic. Well, listen, can we have one last song from you guys? Our listeners would dig it, you know? And uh, what's the title of this last song you're going to play for us? This one's called Weighted Cards. Halcyon Halo. Oh 
Spud Goodman post-show report. Okay, we have our first clip coming up here, Gerald. Can I introduce it there? Yeah, hey, please check. I'm it really on. interested to introduce it because I wasn't here for it because I got banned from the studio. Spud banned me, said he didn't, he didn't mind what I was doing, but he didn't want the guest to have to talk to me while I was doing what the, I was this doing. This is due, the so, due to your nudism. Yes, okay. I would say that's it. But it's Emo Phillips, and I've always dug his haircut, so I oh. thought like um, maybe we could roll that. Great. You'd be at ease. I would. Actually, yeah. you're right. Um, so, Emil, have you spent much time in therapy? I know I credited earlier Psychology Today crediting you professionally. Or you spent much time I on the couch? I used to spot, uh, be in therapy. I wasn't depressed per se, but I was a bit gloomy for a spell. And then one week I had a breakthrough. I realized there's nothing on earth this psychologist could say to me that would cheer me up as much as if I were leaving his office and found a $100 bill. There you go. So I just cut to the chase and stopped going. Yeah, you probably saved yourself a lot of trouble. I saved a a boatload of money, and it's cheered me up immensely. All right, super. I'm going to write that down. Um, You appeared on Andy Daly's... That's pretty cool. He came up with that idea, isn't it? (laughs) That's pretty smart. Only, Only he would come up with that idea. In that twisted little mind of his, I suppose he would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Hey, uh, Chick, can I ask you something? Um, sure. It, now, Spud, he's, he left. He's in, your, he's in your car for real? He's, he's in his he is car. Not in his, okay, he's not in the building. Yeah. So here, here's what I want to know. Uh-huh. Super. We're carrying. You're doing great, by the way, Gerald. Well, thank you very much, Chick. I think Gerald is doing a tremendous job. That oh, was my line. Oh, that's from the soundboard. I love it. Okay, you were somewhere? Well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're carried live on WROM. Detroit. We're uh-huh. in Fort Myers, Florida. We're all over the world. New Jersey, yeah. I, I heard great local bands tonight on the show. Mm-hmm. Some great things. But you know what I didn't hear? What? I didn't hear one flippin' advertisement. Well, we tr- well, we that, still have no ads. You know, we need, should put, get somebody I'm working, a job to do that. I'm wor- I work in every day to do it. Yeah. But Spud, because he is like some sort of displaced communist hippie, does not care about paying the staff. Do you get paid to do the show? Pay? You see? Hey, Gerald. Yeah, that is not super. This, this show not is super. recorded, and he will hear this show. So, 
just, what, Derek? Just to he, keep something he, in the back of your mind. You know what? Let's, he listens uh, to it? Let's, uh, let's go ahead and skip past it. Let's get back to some more rock and roll, guys. Uh, first up, I've got a group from Calgary, Canada called Sydney, York. Their more tune ca- is Dick and Jane. More Canadians, eh? Yeah, that's our second Canadian group of the night. And the then second band? We have the Cribs with Men's Needs. which is, It's a rich topic for conversation, don't you think? I have needs.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Well, uh, just to just to clarify again, the name is Gerald Holcomb. Uh, Ivy Quinn is no longer. With well, us. unfortunately, I'm afraid I owe an apology to Ms. Madsen. We didn't quite uh, scour all of the bumps. Oh, you'll hear from her. Don't you worry. Dave. Uh, that's why yeah. I'm apologizing right, uh, right now. So I don't have to yeah. do it twice. Yeah. Okay. And Gerald, we actually actually have a call. I should I should oh. probably take it as it's Spud's Uncle Steve. Now you might not be familiar with a particular member of his family, and well. He, it's maybe hot and dusty where he's at, and he's oh. just a little different. I, yeah, listen, I'd enjoy speaking with a member of Spud's family. What'd you, what's his name again? Super. It's, it's his Uncle Steve, but he also has his, this dummy he carries around with him. He's pretty attached to that dummy, so don't get him mad by calling him that. Please don't a, a call dummy, Jerry a dummy. I mean. Oh, not a dummy. Okay, okay. So he's a, he's a ventriloquist, eh? N- no, he's not. And don't mention the V word either. On one, oh. put the call through. He is. Oh. Am I on the air? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, you are. Nice to speak with you. Who the hell are you anyway? What what happened to the chick who was the host? I'm right here. Jerry Jerry here didn't care for her. She oh. was a little too uppity to him. But I told him not to be so judgmental. Anyway, if she got canned, why were Jerry and I not notified about the job opening? We should have gotten the gig in the first place over her. Right, Jerry? Now be appropriate and think before you speak. Okay, Jerry? Let's just say I don't know who that Ivy Quinn lady slept with to get the job. Obviously, I can't compete on that playing field. Now, now Jerry, you don't have any proof, and those kinds of accusations are counterproductive as we try to make the case for us to be appointed as the host of the post-show report. We need to take the high road here. Well, I know of, with, for a fact that she didn't sleep with either Spud or me to get the job. I'm not saying no one had thought of that angle, but I can say truthfully, it never happened. Uh, listen, Steve, it was a pleasure to speak with you. I can, I can see the Goodman family is quite close. That's nice to see. We really need to be moving along, though. Hey, hey, don't even try to give Jerry and I the brush off. Do you think we are rookies here? We have been on cable TV and radio with Spud for many years. And you are what? A sales manager? Give us a break. Time to send this wannabe home. Let a couple of pros take over the show. Hmm. Are you with me on this, Jerry? Right on. You speak the truth. Somebody needs to tell this sellout to go home. Sniff some glue or something. Well, 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 we have to go now, but remember, you can call our executive producer, Ms. Lori Madsen, and register your feelings. I don't think she's accepting the audition reels for this, but super. try. I mean, why not? Steve, she knows you. Jerry and I need to fire up our laptop and send her a piece of our mind. This will not stand. Oh, Jerry, put down that ice pick. Violence never solves anything. No, I mean it. Put it down now. What? Give it to me. Okay, now go take your meds like you're supposed to. We have to go now, but we will be in touch very soon. Bye. Say goodbye, Jerry. Goodbye. 
Wow. That was nice, oh, huh? Okay, okay. Well, I could not tell the difference between the two of them. But you know what? Let's uh, let's go ahead and get back to I some could. more. Well, I want to do some more music. Uh, let, let's rock. Uh, we've got up uh, the. Uh, let's see here. I, I've lost my. I've lost my next. Really? Uh, my next well, song. I think what we have is Kramer with "I Hate Hippies," oh, right. followed by David Crimmin. It's got that beat. It's got that beat. Crazy little thing that'll knock you 
That was good to hear those bands. Uh, the, the first song, you know, I didn't have it in front of me. I, I think I think Chick messed up my paperwork. But, uh, well, uh, <laughs> listen, that's a, that's a local band that has decided just recently that they're going to take a little bit of a hiatus. They're calling it crits. But that was Kramer. Their song was I Hate Hippies. But I, I want everybody listening to know, I know in their hearts, they don't hate anyone. That's nice. Yeah. We also have a clip coming up here, Gerald. Um, this... Somebody wants to stop. They're forcing men and children to view female breasts. They're forcing men to do this. And Super. And it's, something's got to be done about this. It sounds awful. Like all men, maybe. Oh. Dr. Patrick Johnston recently posted this message on his Facebook page. Quote, I am sick that women can legally bear their breasts to children and to married men against their will in Ohio. Now, in a phone interview Tuesday afternoon, the doctor also said, I think when we allow women, when we allow women, when we allow women to flaunt, flaunt, flaunt their sexuality uh, to the public, flaunt their nudity, flaunt their nudity, flaunt their nudity, nudity, nudity to the public, it's harmful to marriage. I think what they did was an offense to God. I think what they did was an offense to God. Flaunt their nudity, nudity, nudity to God was an offense to the public morality, and the legislature should act to criminalize, criminalize, criminalize what they did, criminalize nudity. And finally, in his Facebook post, Johnston also writes, quote, the gay pride in Columbus is 500,000 strong. Why? Because the women go topless. This is the only one where I've seen this level of nudity, nudity, nudity. In San Francisco, I've been in Chicago, Washington, D.C., and I have never seen the kind of public lewdness, public lewdness and nudity, lewdness, and nudity, lewdness, and nudity, lewdness, and nudity, lewdness, and nudity that I have seen in Columbus, Ohio. Young Derek, where do you come in on this debate here? You know, I'm, I'm just concerned for all the, the infants that are exposed to women's breasts every day of their lives. Can, can you imagine the horror? Yeah. They're, they're screaming all the time, and then they see them, and then they stop. Yeah, yeah. and those are such formative years, too. And, and I can't tell you how glad, as a man, I am that there is someone who is preventing me from being forced to look at women's breasts against my will. <laughs> it's nice of him. I thought, he, he's an upstanding American. When, when Chick said we had a clip, I thought that was going to be a video clip, but no. Uh, radio? Oh. But it is, t- it is TV no. on the radio. I, TV on the radio. I'm I'm really confused, guys, because I I really like <laughs> super. <laughs> well, listen, guys, we're going to uh, get back to the music. Uh, up first, I've got a couple of songs here for you. We have the Screaming Trees, uh, who I've heard were very popular a few years back. Yes, they they we've got a live cut of theirs, uh, their song Butterfly, and then after that, we're going to serve up Brent Amaker and the Rodeo with their ditty Man in Charge. So let's rock, Diddy. You are my mind. Cry, cry, butterfly. 
bridge, I got the plan I'm a freight train coming, coming round the bend I'm your worst fear, I'm your best friend I'm banging at the door, so you better let me in But I'll tell you what to do Keep your mouth shut, it's the best thing for you I got a lot of miles and the fire's going down But the train's still coming, just listen to the sound Like a squeal of the brakes When you try to stop the car You're burning up inside Cause you don't know who you are Even in you, we all got the fire, we all know what to do Kill or be killed, find a way to feed You're gonna go hungry if you don't know what you need You know that that last song wasn't really rock and roll, but I think the kids could still kind of enjoy it. Yeah, I could. I can dance. To it's, that it's, one, yeah. it's something to groove to, I think, huh? Yeah. Wig City. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There you go. That's right. Okay, now I have, a, I have another clip here. Oh, okay, chick. Can I get to that? Yes, absolutely. If you want it. Intro me to doing the clip. Uh, chick, gonna, chick, do you have another clip for us? We do. And again, I was out of the room because 
Spud would not let me talk to our guests. Yeah, again, because of your nakedness. Yes, because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, Brian Posen, and, uh, and Spud goes in and tries pulling teeth. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Well, um, let me hit with one more music question. Uh, you performed at a Juggalos convention, uh, or whatever they call their <laughs> gatherings. Convention. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'd throw that in. Um, <laughs> how, how was that? Did What did they shower you with, with uh, in a show of love? I was just curious. And how insane is the clown posse, really? You know what? And actually, it's just like any other music festival. All the stuff that people say about those kids, they're just they're just fans of a band that you don't like. You know, they're they're the same. You know, it's the same as going to a Slayer show or anything else. You know, they're all they're hardcore. I mean, um, and the strangest thing about that uh, the gathering of the Juggalos uh, is that they do. You know, it's all day long, so myself and this other comedian, we had to follow wrestling at three in the morning. So that's a little weird. But other than that, you know, the kids are all, you know, they're all just music fans. Super. So you had a blast then what you're saying. Huh? No. Derek, again, the ICP, your take? Not a huge fan Uh of uh, their music, Mm -hmm. uh, nor their, nor their fans. But I guess, you know, it goes to show that you can't, judge a book or person by their makeup good or point cover. super good point. well you know what the important thing is if uh, if fans like it and and it's good rock and roll you want to listen to it then yeah. we're going to play it on the show we're going to get it for our listeners and they're going to love it I, super I spoken like a like rock and good roll. sales man you all right here first hey guys let's uh, let's get back to Work some on the sales part of it though well, I've been trying, but, but okay. do, do, do that. Uh, listen, I don't think the ICP fans have much money. We, we're going to get back to some more music. This time, we're going to lead off with a band called Heisekite, and their song is Son of a Bitch. Again, I'm quite sure it's a term of endearment, and this is from the culture. It's a band from Oslo, Norway, so I don't think they mean any offense uh, to us by that. But following Heisekite, we have the Young Evils with Devil's Barricade. Now, if I host this post-show report again, I'm going to see what I can do to insert a few more upbeat, positive bands to play on the playlist, get some get some rock and roll going that everybody can dance to. Yeah!
Goodman post show report. Well, I want to thank everybody on tonight's panel. Of course, we've got uh, Chick Hunter right here. Thank you, Chick. You're very welcome, Mr. Dave. Dave Brenneman on the soundboard, engineer on one who makes sure we stay on the air. We really appreciate that on one. That helps. My name is Gerald Holcomb. Young Derek over there was popping in too. Yeah, I'm kind of sitting over in the corner today, so it's hard to see me. We forget real easy there. So is is Derek? Is yeah, but Derek, do you do anything to help? I do lots of things to help. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll thank you for that. Derek handed me a beer earlier. <laughs> you are the sales manager. Derek, can you help Chick get his clothes on oh. now, please? Uh, it's not my week to do that, actually. Yeah, I think he's really crying out for a valet. I, I will tell you this. I had no idea. When I was asked uh, to, to come in and, and host the post-show report, I had no idea Chick was going to be naked next to me. Yeah, you just gotta gotta expect these things every now and then. It's it's very it's it's very unsettling. You still didn't hesitate to sit down. Well, it's been well, 
<laughs> I'm listen. I'm a professional, so that's what I'm trying to bring. I'm uh-huh. trying to bring a little professional Ism. nature to this to this uh, show. You know, Gerald, have you considered maybe hitting up this website that he's trying to join for some advertisement or anything? What what is it? Is it it's date naked always or dating what, what? naked forever? Dating naked forever. What does it cost you to, to join that? I don't want to get into the money thing because my mom will hear it. He said oh. it's expensive. They must have some money. We should be able to milk them for, you know, at least some some well, some naked pictures. I know they've got mine money. Well, here's, what I'm think, here's what I'm thinking. Why can't they advertise on the show? Uh, Chick, you've mentioned them a hundred times in the last oh. two hours. So, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is we need to get some advertisers. We need to get everybody paid, including myself. And I'll tell you something else. Yeah. If I end up hosting another post-show report, uh, there's going to be a couple of changes. We're going to have a little bit more polish. We're not going to have any mistakes with the scripts. Super. We're going to have some advertisements. We're going to have more bands playing. We're going right, to play super. the rock and roll for the kids that everybody wants to hear. You mean our uh, schedules are going to be more polished? Super. Every, everything's going to be a little bit more polished, and, and that's the way it's going to go. You we know, have polish. Gerald, I, I think you were on to something. You know, we can just start advertising for people and then hitting them up for retroactive uh, advertisement. Payment. Yeah, I've yeah. still got some of those spots I did for that commercial binge that our producer Lori did a, a couple months ago. Maybe we yeah. can play yeah. some of those. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Listen, as the hour has come on, guys, I've been much more comfortable. I've really enjoyed myself here. I stand ready to fill in at any time in the uh-huh. future as rock and roll is a big part of my life. Now, I may not enjoy all the music Spud plays, uh, but some of these bands, uh, they might not be my cup of tea, but I'm here if I'm needed. I'm ready to go. And uh, I, I think I think I can get everybody here in the studio to agree with me. Am I right? Cut yeah. to the chase, Gerald. Yeah, ten seconds. <laughs> well, we leave you with the song by a band that's played on Spud's show. He's somewhat enamored with them. Here is Warning Danger and their tune "Clowns." They freak me out. Enjoy. Clowns, rodeo clowns, hamburger clowns, birthday clowns, killer clowns in hospital gowns, clowns they freak me out. Red nose, squirt rose, bozos, long toes, decomposed. Clowns they freak me out. Old men in face paint, little kids they try to rape. Gee, ain't this party great? Clowns they freak me out. Except the funhouse clown with that cloud went down. Stands above the town and watches the world go round. Punk rock kids and everything they did. That clown, they can't keep him down. Spike will come back around, but clowns, they freak me out. Suit and tie wearing clowns, we need more condos around. Let's tear it all down. Condos freak me out. I don't care what's around. Here's the deed to this crowd. I'll build a giant compound. Condos freak me out. Look what they did to downtown. They're giving us a reach around. Those real estate clowns, clowns, they freak me out. You other clowns, we think are okay. Clouds, they freak me out. Clouds, they freak me out.
The new major Encyclopedia International from Grolier Incorporated is a source authority for the preparation of questions and answers used on The Spud Goodman Show. Show. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, executive producer Lori Madsen, audio engineer on one at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, audio highlights Derek Schneider, our intern is Trent Botello, theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin, copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman. Post Show Report.